Many times in this country, the state says something that is ungodly, that is unjust, that is unrighteous, and we have men behind pulpits that lay down and lick the statue of Caesar. To say we're a heavenly people doesn't mean that our mind is in the clouds. It means that we live according to God's eternal, regal purposes in Jesus Christ, who is presently ruling and reigning. That's what it means. And I want to ask you to consider Christ not only as the Lord of your life, but also as the Lord of our public square. Hi, welcome to Lion's Sight, the podcast for dark times. I'm Tim, he's Ryan, and we are sitting with Michael Thiessen, the founder of Lion's Sight Strategies. Thanks for joining us for episode one. We recorded this in January of 2021, and as we're looking out on the vista of the cultural horizon, one of the things we need to recognize, and I think that what we're seeing is 2020 really shook up a lot of big foundations. And one of the things we're seeing a lot of people doing is deciding what's really important, what really means something to them. And I'm glad to be sitting with Mike. He is somebody who launched a ministry called Lion Sight Strategies in the year 2020, late in the year. And we want to hear what that's about. And this podcast is an arm of that ministry. And we're going to be bringing you uh, cultural engagement and coaching from a reformational worldview. And so, Mike, can you tell us what Lionside Strategies is? How did you come up with it? And uh, why is this something you had to start in 2020? Thanks for that warm introduction, Timothy. And uh, Ryan, it's great to have you here with us too. I'm looking forward to just spending some time together with you guys. Um, Don't get too excited. I'm already there. I'm yeah, don't you can't talk them down now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Interrupted in the first four seconds. Uh, Lion Sight Strategies is a coaching ministry for cultural engagement, and we we're we're hoping to teach Christians in this moment, you know, think, decide, act. Um, you're thinking about people's personal lives, their family life, their church. Uh, world, uh, their social realm, uh, their social media sphere, um, their vocation. The reformers and Puritans sought to implement the Bible's vision of spiritual renewal across all of these different areas. Uh, and I, I think the, I think the church is struggling right now to regain a vision of how to do that. So we want to Again, just right back to the basics, help people think from Scripture. Uh, most, uh, I'm, I'm sure you guys in your ministries and in your 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 local churches and your families, most of you real will deal with people who they've, they've got a lot of knowledge, but just the actual making a decision to take an action is a big deal. And they struggle with that, with that moment. So we're going to, we want to, you know, in this podcast and in, in other venues in a personal way, just coach people as they walk along the road uh, and then how to act. And, and, and sometimes we need to act together and that requires networking Christians together, uh, getting guys in a room, just like we're here trying to um, have actionable items in our lives. So mm. that, that's what, that's what um, lion sites all about coaching Christian leaders for cultural engagement. Think, Decide, act. Mike, you mentioned that uh, Lion Sites for Christian leaders. Uh, 
who who do you have in mind? Who do you who are you used to working with? Who who should uh, talk with you at Lionsight? What yeah, kind of person? So I come out of a background. Uh, you know, I've got twenty years of pastoral experience, and I also uh, have worked a lot uh, recently coaching young pastors. Uh, but in in reality, we're talking about a broad spectrum of Christian leaders. So you've got a, you've got a ton of people who are leaders, uh, Christian leaders who are not in the pastorate. So we've got uh, homeschooling families. Uh, we've got business leaders. We've got um, young church planters. Um, uh, we just interact with a whole variety of people. So that's why the word leaders broad, you know, as, we, we, we Christians really need to be not just within the walls of the church, but outside of the walls of the church thinking as Christians. I have a question. Who are the Puritans and why do you want to imitate them? Why should I imitate them? I just found it interesting that you went straight for straight for antiquity there. <laughs> Who are the Puritans? Um, why are they a model for you when you're, when you're forming this ministry? That's a great question for Ryan. <laughs> no pressure on old Ryan here. Um, who were the Puritans? Should yeah, so the uh, the Puritans are the spiritual and the cultural heirs of the Reformers. And the, the Reformers, just to sort of get back to, this is not the beginnings, but this is the beginnings of this uh age of reform began with Martin Luther, who most of us will know. He's got a, de a denomination named after him. Maybe you've heard of it. Um, Must be nice. <laughs> October 31st, 1517, Luther nailed up 95 theses or 95 points, 95 statements on the, uh, the door of Wittenberg Cathedral in Germany. These were points where he saw the Roman Catholic Church as in error. These were he had been searching the scriptures closely. He was a monk, and he had been uh, he had come to the conviction that these are some points that are unbiblical that uh, the church ought not to practice them. And he put this up for dispute discussion. It caused uh, what you might call a big to do. A small shift. <laughs> and from there, the uh, from this original protest, the Protestant Reformation uh, sort of acted as the flame that came from Luther's spark. Yeah, and so you have other reformers like John Calvin, of course, and all of these early Protestants, as Ryan's already answered, took scripture very seriously took faith very seriously you know so you have the you know f scripture alone faith alone um we, i think we've talked about it before just i don't know why they felt Grace like they alone. could say alones and then mention five of them but that's a side point uh and then the puritans came and mm -hmm. really took mm -hmm. the I those ideas and applied them to all of life. So the home, the church, education, law, economics. 
So what you have is the reason why we're talking about reformers and Puritans. You had people who were very serious about the word of God, about the presence of God, uh, informing everything, not just a few things. Like we, and would you guys agree? Like, um, you know, unpack this. Like we're in a, we're in a time of reduction. Like we're in a time where we want to, um, minimize. We want to be minimalistic about everything. And they had a grand view of God and his vision for the world. So we're trying to help reawaken the church to that. Yeah. So the, uh, the Puritan vision and so I'm just, I'm just going to back up one sec to, as is usually dots. needed when I give an explanation, <laughs> Ryan feels like that was like a, it's like a C plus explanation. If I could just back up and now just give it an A, a bump, a bump. A, I like yeah, that. The Puritans. Just a, just a prop there. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, yeah. The, the Puritans, uh, taking, taking this vision from guys like Luther and John Calvin, who, who plant, planted the seed, set the, uh, set the basic framework for an understanding that Christian belief, Christian practice is, some, is not something that's confined to the church, like the institutional church, that Christian, Christianity, I should say, is something that we, that we live out in every area. You know, so there, there's a Christian way to do everything. We get that from the Puritans, and that's uh, that's that the sort helps of me. Okay, cool. So that yeah, because you know, the, the, there's the attack of being puritanical or legalistic, and uh, and admittedly, we we just don't see our Christian heritage that way. We we see it rich. We see uh, full of people who were very serious about the Lord, and we we want to return to that. So you're looking at a movement that held to a what we call a ref- reformational worldview which at some, at this point you're going to you're going to lose a couple people when you throw big words like that. Dude, right we now. lost them 7 minutes ago. They listened to the podcast. They let's were- let's try to call them back. Okay. So one of the, one of the great things about what you're doing Mike is the fact that coming from a perspective that wasn't reformational when I was young. I thought I would became reformed when I realized that God chose me and I didn't choose him in my salvation. And that's wonderful. And that's the five solas. That's sort of the Calvinism as people understand it. What can you tell me? What am I missing as a, as a reformational thinker? What, what are we bringing to the table that's outside of just talking about my salvation? What exactly are you saying? Well, so first of all, I think that's a, I think that's like the most significant mistake that we all make. Like we, Mm. We read scripture, we, we see clearly that scripture teaches that God calls us. And then we spend a lot of time um, on that topic. And to be reformed goes back to, you know, the question that you asked earlier to Ryan, who were the reformers? What were the, you know, who were the uh, Puritans? And the reality of it is, is they were, simply people who sought to protest against the world and any worldview that 
uh, would try to undermine a biblical worldview, and then they sought to apply the scriptures broadly. So, to be honest with you, like I often feel like the least reformed quote unquote person in the room, because when I open up scripture, I, I see, I see God's calling and I see human responsibility and I see that very strange mystery that I can't, I don't know about you guys, but I, I can't fully explain that. But then when I think about what the reformers did, they didn't spend a lot of time talking about that topic. They talked about everything. Scripture. That's a great, great point of clarity because Calvinists love to argue who acts in salvation. And I think what you're saying is that distracts us in some way. It's not unimportant. It's critical. It's an what issue. It, it's just not always the issue. Right. So and what we, what have we missed? What what are some ways that we have let our worldview slip in terms of how we live our lives outside of talking about salvation? What what do you want to see reformed? Where's your where's your passion to see people it, get a grip on yeah, this? Yeah, our, our I think if you were attending my church, um where I do some of the teaching. I, I sit as an elder at the church and I, right now I do a good amount of the teaching. You'll often hear me talk about, we make much of man and we make little of God all the time, right? It's, it's the, it's a byproduct of living in a secular humanistic world that constantly says that humans are good. Uh, it's our own self idolatry our own flesh, where we constantly want to validate our own motives. We want to const, uh, constantly validate our own actions. And so we tend to slip into this, we tend to slip into this role where we go, like, God's great, but uh, like, I don't know if you know, but I'm a pretty big deal. <laughs> like, that I, doesn't go on. That doesn't go on anywhere. I, I think, I think it's just basically a, uh, isn't that uh, isn't that anchor man? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not if you. I don't know if you're aware, but I'm a I'm a pretty big deal. Like we just tend to do that, and and that starts living our lives. I'm 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 a pretty big dad. I'm a I'm I'm a pretty big business guy. I'm a pretty big pastor. I'm a pretty. In you know you, our our wives and daughters and sons do it as well. We have a tendency to worship ourselves. And in North America, you know, at the end of all things right now, uh, on the precipice of apocalypse, apocalypse, uh, <laughs> um, uh, that's another topic for another day, which it Tim also may be exaggeration. Yeah. For the Tim, Tim does it. I'm, I've, I've watched too much Lord of the Rings lately. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just seeing the end of all days. Like Mordor is bubbling over with lava the the tendency still is to look to humans for the solution and we just need to slip back into i might say trudge back to great yeah slip isn't the right word right into a like god is our starting point mm. and god is good and he is great and he is to be trusted and i i can't keep hedging my bets like i don't know 
how, how would you guys say you see Christians hedge their bets? Um, uh, well, what I, before, before we get into some of that, what I, what I want to ask you is something that, uh, Tim brought up with apocalyptic, apocalyptic times and the podcast. I was just kidding. Dark times. (laughs) Yeah, no, but I'm going to hold you to it though. Yeah, (laughs) but let's go. So, uh, we, we started out, uh, introducing this as the podcast for dark times and Mike, like, why now? What, uh, what in the middle of the, you know, the COVID situation, all of the, the state measures related to that, what makes us look out at the, at the contemporary social, cultural, political, ecclesiastical landscape and say, man, you know what people need is, is coaching. Yeah, well, that's because the prophets were um, socio-spiritual, political advisors slash uh, the the mouthpiece of God to rebuke all of those different contexts. So, you know, personally, you know, I'd probably sit, you know, if you were to sit me in a in a room with full of my friends uh they'd say you know opinionated prophetic uh always trying to see 10 miles down the road always concerned about what's coming around the corner you know there are there are some pastors who are really great at just caring for the flock and leading them to still waters and uh my church and and the men that I work with on our elders board um, I, I tend to be that, uh, guy out in the desert crying into the wind, screaming so, about something important that other people are not paying attention to. Yeah. You know, and again, like we, we try to, we, we're, we're trying to get people to think and decide and act in very tumultuous times. And, and I would say dark times, like, uh, you know, I, there, there's dissension in the church, there's division in, in families. There's hopelessness that there, we, uh, as, uh, as friends have been talking about having these conversations probably for a year or two. And now it's just like, we've, we've, we've got it. We've got to talk about how to navigate these dark times. So yeah, like I'm, um, I, I do not believe that we are in the end times in the sense that we have, uh, we have some we passed a seven-year cycle, or what? You know, we've passed a threshold the, that when Christ came, He warned us that we would be dragged before different rulers, and 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 uh, that we would have to give testimony. He warned us that people would hate us because of Him, um, and we are coming into a time where the Christian worldview is is not understood. So it's just going to get darker un- until we help people understand that. And as Christians, one of the biggest problems is that we, um, as Christians, one of our biggest problems is, again, we tend to want to strategize outside of what God's word tells us to strategize. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we all know application's important. We, in fact, this is we're probably gonna have to reshoot this podcast. So it's a little bit more applicational for this first one. Um, but 
the application has to be deeply rooted in the sufficiency and authority of Scripture. Where, and again, that doctrine is fairly simple: that that we can know what to do in any moment of our life um, by either command, by either uh, instruction, example, or instruction in Scripture that can inform. And, and and lead us in the right direction. That sets me up. Uh, I just wanted to make a note, and I think just how you structured your approach is going to be helpful in that we're in a time where the acting often is the first thing we do. So there's kind of two ditches. Some of us, like myself, we I tend to get paralyzed in times of stress. I tend to do nothing. I tend to think and think and think and think, and nothing gets done. And other, and other people sort of on the hothead end of things, and I admire them in some ways, they get out and they just go. They rush in and they move and they, they act. Just and do those, a thing. Do a thing. And what you've set up, and I think what you've said about the scripture is so key because you're saying think first. And you're not just saying think, you know, lock yourself in a closet and, and hope the answer hits you. You're saying that the word of God is the is the thinking power. It's yeah. the fuel for the thought. Think biblically. Think biblically, right? You know. So you're saying that if we apply the Bible, the world might get better. Would you go so far as to say that? I'm a revivalist for sure. I think that if we apply the Bible, the church will be the city of light. Christians within their spheres of influence will be light and that that will help us reform culture and reform people's lives, their families, their businesses, their homes. With that, I want to, I want to let you know, listener, that you, what you've probably heard is inviting and we hope that it's inviting to you. If you think about your family coming under revival, if you think about how the biblical wisdom might change your business practice, how you, how it might change the way you vote or engage in politics, or maybe you've never thought about engaging the political world. Maybe that's just been off limits for you. What we're saying, what we want to bring forth uh, to you is that the Bible speaks to every aspect of life. There's nothing the Bible doesn't touch and have authority over. And we really want to invite you on that journey. Mike's got a passion to coach you and to bring you in to that. And so uh, join us as we go ahead. We're going to look at a lot of practical matters. We're going to look at finance, politics, law, education, business, current events. And we want to bring you along and show you, because it's a broad claim to say the Bible touches everything, but mm -hmm. how does that actually work, right? So we want to show you specific ways how the Bible is going to bring to life and bring to clarity uh, through the noise what's going on in these, in these uh, realities. And uh, it's going to be far from perfect, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so thank you, Mike, uh, for your courage to start something new. So Mike's really walking what he's trying to help you with. And uh, I'm going to be the guy who probably shuts it down when we're out of time. So thanks for joining us here at Lion's Sight. Hey, guys, thank you for being here with me and uh, looking forward to many discussions in the future. Thanks, Mike. Join us next time on Lion's Sight, the podcast for dark times. <laughs>